twohomos.com. It's not a porn site. We just like the name. So I was kind enough to take you to the uh, airport, and I thought it was going to be the Burbank Airport. And that's like, I don't know, what, five minutes from our house? Yeah, ten minutes at best. I wasn't listening, which is not the first time that I haven't listened completely. Oh, so I got, I hold that. on a second. Hold on a second. It's Let recorded. Me, you could play that over it's and not over only, again. It's not only recorded. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take that little snippet of audio, and I'm going to make a ringtone. And I'm going to put it on your phone. And the Actually, reason- be your phone, because then you're going to know, oh, Roxanne's calling me. I don't listen. Ring. Oh, it must be my wife. Hold on. And the reason that I can put it on your phone is because you will have no idea how to get it off ever. You'll have to throw away the phone. Actually, I've got um, the insurance where no matter what happens to the phone, I can call and they'll replace it. So it's not an issue. Wow. <laughs> They're going to be like, Miss um, Roxanne, why is it that you're returning this phone? Because there's this goddamn ringtone on there that I just can't stand. No, I just flat out lie. I don't even do it. I'll just lie. Why don't you Lost the phone. Dunk it in the toilet. It's destroyed. Good. But, okay, well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. Anyway, so I was kind enough to take you to the airport. I found out that I was wrong, um, that it's not the Burbank Airport, it's LAX. And we're talking rush hour traffic time period. And thank God, Virginia says, you know what? I'll be more than happy to drive because I know the quickest way and it's, you know, right next to where I work. Done deal. You know, can I drive your car? I said, sure. We loaded up packs. The two dogs came in because we have a ritual when we take Virginia to the airport that the whole pack comes. Can I tell you, you're a saint, a saint for taking me to the airport, because otherwise I would have had to take the Van Nuys flyaway bus, which actually is not so bad, but the last, not the last time, but a couple of times ago I took it, and it was around the holiday time, and the bus was so packed, and there were so many people waiting, and someone had barfed in the bus. I remember you telling us the story, yeah. Oh my goodness, so the whole way there, all I could smell is barf, so now I'm a little tentative about taking the the Van Nuys flyaway, although it is, it is pretty good. So I took her to the airport, dropped her off, gave her a kiss. So we did some public PDA. So that's nice. Public lesbian PDA. Love it. Yeah. I grabbed, you know, stuck my tongue down her throat, grabbed her breast, uh, you know, grinded on her a little bit. Nice. Thigh, you know, you know, the legs between the thigh and, you know, groped and stuff so that grandma can see it and go right on. You may as well, like, make straight people feel justified about all the stereotypes they have about lesbians. I mean, why not? As long as you're going to do it, you may as well just. You know what, then I'm going to, we need to take it to the next level. I need to get a mullet. Um, that has like um, a crew cut, crew cut on top, so it's all spiky and stuff. And then, you know, I'll get some, uh, I don't want tats, so I'll do those like, you know, fake tats. Maybe those henna tats. Or if I don't have time, I'll put the sticker tats, fuck it. And then I'll have my uh, flannel, what is it, a, like a like a lumberjack yeah. sort of, you know, sweater, or not sweater, sweatshirt or something. But you know what? I, I got to tell you, it, since, you know, this is LA, why don't, you, why don't you just cut the sleeves off and really make it? But you know what? You don't need to be an overachiever like that all yourself. I think... The PDAs were enough. There's a lot of other lesbians who are sporting the flannel shirts. They're sporting the hiking boots 24-7, but even you, for dress s- shoes. And they're taking care of the mullets for you. So, I, you know, you don't need to do everything yourself. Other but, people can handle some of the load. But sometimes people don't know. They might just think we're sisters. Because sometimes, you know, honestly, and, and I have to agree, it's kind of embarrassing, lesbians dress alike. For example, you and I have the same shorts, except I have a colored shirt and you have a t-shirt on today. And we both have sneakers. Hello. Hello. Okay. Oh, anyway, they're sisters. You, so you were a beautiful, saintly woman taking me to the airport. And I got my reward. I got a kiss goodbye. Gave you your luggage. I felt like I did the, the appropriate, nice, wifely thing to do. You totally did. It was awesome. I loved it. It rocked. So then as I'm heading back, I've got the dogs. And Regina says, you know, you can take the 405. And we did some other streets or some other freeway stuff. So I'm like, all right, I'll take the 405. And then I bypassed our off-ramp that we're supposed to go. So I went down another main street. As I'm going down this main street... I'm from like 
well, you guys don't know. I guess it doesn't make a difference. I was going off the 405, and I had to go, I don't know, a couple miles, five miles or something like that. So I'm going to take the streets. No big deal. I'm driving, and then all of a sudden, this little tiny dog, and this is like a main, main street, like Sherman Way or something, or Roscoe, and I'm in the lane that's, it's like two lanes going, let's say, north, two lanes going south, and if I'm going north, I was on the lane that's not close to the curb. So this little tiny mix of a chihuahua dog bolted in front of the car. I hit the brakes. Our dogs hit the seats in front of us because I hit it hard, so I didn't hit this little dog. And the little dog scur- you know, screws right past me, and another car didn't see me hit the brakes, hit the darn dog. The dog skidded, it, it, like I'm sorry, like twisted around and went right into the curb. And I'm like, holy shit. He hit the dog, and he stepped on the gas, and he took off like a, you know, a, a bat out of hell. Wow. After I saw the dog, you know, crash into the curb, I then did a, you know, like a crazy lane change. So I pulled over. I parked my car. And, like, my dogs don't know what the heck's going on. And I go over there, and I want to see if the dog was alive. Oh, they didn't get to see the little chihuahua thing floating through the air because no, they, didn't. They, they were still trying to pick themselves off the bottom of the car? Exactly. So then I parked the car. I turned on the hazard lights because I don't need to get, you know, hit, you know, with my new car with my two dogs in it. So I hit, hit the hazard light, and it's like a no parking area because it's like a busy, you know, thoroughfare is what, what I'm going to describe it as. But so it's a very busy street. So I walk over, and I see the little chihuahua mixed-looking dog. It's, a, it's bigger than chihuahua. It's mixed with, I don't know, something a little bit longer. And a little bit taller, but not much. A wiener dog? Yeah, like a chihuahua and a wiener dog got mixed and, and had love, made love. So long-haired chihuahua with the wiener dog. Had love. It was I beautiful. Yeah. So this little dog's there. I go over there and I see him breathing, you know, and I'm like, oh, shoot. So he's still alive. So I need to help this dog out, even though this other, you know, jerk took off. So I went into the car. I had a sweatshirt because I'm always cold. Took the sweatshirt. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to put the chihuahua wiener dog, chihuahua dog into this sweatshirt to save save it. Because I can't pick him up because I'm, I'm, I'm just a big wimp. Thank God. It was kind of thank God. There's a bunch of people that came by to gawk at this dog as it's dying, you know, type of thing. Nobody went to call 911 to help the dog. Nice. And I saw this this kid that was probably about 13. He's a boy. I'm like, okay, he could suck this up. I go, could you help me? And he's like, sure. So I give him the sweatshirt. I go, you need to pick the dog up. I'm going to open up the my, my car and then, you know, we'll put the dog in. Because there's it's a CRV and they have this like... A tray. It's not a tray. It's like a plastic. I guess it's like a it's tray. It's a cover. It covers half the trunk. No, not but that it's, part. No, no, I don't care about the cover. I'm oh. talking about the the tray that goes underneath it. So if you spill something in there, it's it's okay. It's a plastic tray that that keeps your carpet clean. Okay, everybody just needs to work with Roxanne on this one. Well, what would you say this is? I don't know. Just go with it. Just keep going all right. with it. We're so, all working with you as a team. So I've got this 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 12 year old kid. He's gonna go pick up the dog and he's gonna do it forward. I'm like, don't do it forward from the back because if he gets hurt, he's gonna bite you. And he, so he turned around. So he put, you know, the dog, you know, lifted it up in the sweatshirt and then he gently laid it into the, the you know, the bed of the, the truck thingy. And then our dogs are now trying to climb over to see what the hell I just put in the car. And I mean, they feel my attention. So I shut the little tunnel cover thingy so the dogs can't see it. So now that this dog is in this little tray thingy in the back of the car and I'm going to try to find a vet. And then there's a lady that saw the hitting. She's like, you know, saw me uh, have the, saw the car hit the dog. And she says, there's a vet down the way, make a, a left on Sepulveda. So now I have to make a U-turn on this crazy, busy-ass street. So I couldn't do that because I don't want to get hit. So I then had to make this change, you know, like a left turn change. That wasn't as illegal, but I think it was a little bit safer. So I did that. I went up to Sepulveda. Now I'm on the phone trying to find out where it is. I'm doing the uh, the 411 and those fuckers. They, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm trying to not cuss. Uh, you know, they charge you an arm and a leg if you dial 411. It's like, you know, like two bucks or something crazy. So I got a hold of the place and they're like, you know, you know, right now we're not open. I'm like, okay, then I'm going to keep going. I went past, you know, a, a dog place, a vet, 
I found another vet place. I pulled into there and I, you know, I went in. I, and the dog's still covered. My dogs are in the car or our dogs are in the car, you know, freaking out the whole way. Bosco's making all these weird sounds. Same thing with Lulu because they feel my stress. And I'm, I'm driving quickly, but not crazy quickly because there's people and it's traffic and kids are going to school and so forth. I go into the vet's office and there's a lady in there. I'm like, you know, I've got a dog hit by a car, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, well, are you going to be paying for it? You know, are you paying for it? I'm like, well, I guess. I mean, okay. Because you can't just let the dog die. Yeah, sure. You're a good lesbian. Yeah, I'm a very good lesbian. And there's this woman there and she's with her um, German Shepherd, a black German Shepherd. And she's listening to it. And I go, I go, I want you guys to do is, you know, see what's going on. If it's something that if the dog is not going to survive, I'd like to have him put down humanely. If he can survive, then we can put it on the credit card, which I was not thrilled about. So the vet tech goes to the back. So the other lady with the German Shepherd goes, you know, you're so kind. And like, well, I can't let the dog die. So the vet tech comes out and she goes, the vet's not going to be in until 10 in the morning. It's nine o'clock. I'm thinking by 10, the dog's going to be dead. So I said, well, you're a vet tech, right? She goes, yeah. I go, can you come out and take look at the dog and tell me if you think, you know, is the dog going to survive or not? Because if it's not, if it's not you can go, if, if he passes away or whatever, I could go to um, the animal shelter and then at least it's free if they put him down. So she goes, okay. So she goes out there, open up the little cover thingy. My dogs are still freaking out or our dogs are still freaking out. And she goes, no, he passed. At this point, you know, this little dog, you know, got hit, you know, like a piece of garbage and was going to die in the road. And then, you know, I couldn't bring the dog in our car because, you know, I've, we've got our, our dogs and who knows what would happen. I mean, the dog was in the car, but I felt so bad. So she picked up the dog and I go, you can keep in the sweatshirt. So she picked up the dog in the sweatshirt and I'm just, I'm starting to cry like a little baby. I just, I felt so bad because, you know, he's, you know, this little dog's all by himself and the owners aren't going to know where he's at or what happened. And then um, I looked down and then there's blood in this, this plastic tray thingy that I have in the car and I'm like you know okay then I'll clean that up later no big deal so, so then I shut it and then our dogs are still freaking out I go into the office and I'm like into the vet thing and I'm like crying I'm like okay I'll pay you the disposal fee and she's like don't worry about it I'm like then I'll pay she's like no no don't worry about it so then I go to the bathroom and I just really just start bawling I come out and trying to pull myself together and they're gonna see scan the dog to see if he had a, a, a chip he didn't have a chip he didn't have a collar because I didn't even see the call I mean I didn't see any of those things I saw this dog and I just looked at his chest to see if he's breathing and he was like a little, you know, like I said, a, a Chiweener dog, you know, Chiweenie. Chiweenie. I felt so bad. And I, I went to the bathroom and I cried. I tried to pull myself together to the best of my ability. I go out and I've got, you know, toilet paper and I'm, you know, wiping my tears. The vet tech doesn't know me, gives me a hug. The oh. other lady, you know, that was with the German Shepherd, she's like, no, it's okay. And she gave me a hug. And then I told him the story about that a-hole that hit the dog and didn't care and, I mean, I was just so upset. And then I go to, you know, our car and I'm trying to get myself together because I don't want to drive crazy. And I'm trying to get home with our dogs safely. Our dogs are still freaking out. And I'm like, they're going to calm down. But they feel my, you know, they feel my stress. And they know that I'm very upset. And I'm, I'm horrible. I feel horrible. And they know that. And they're thinking, you know, are they taking, are she, is she taking me here to put me down and kill me like the little dog that she just killed? I mean, I don't know what they think. I know what they think. I think that I think what happened is, you know, as that dog's spirit released when the dog finally died, it was probably some insane dog too. It no. that spirit went into our dogs. Now our dogs are crazier than before. No, they they were very freaked out and they're scared. So I drove a bit and they're still freaking out. So I I had you know their little uh, you know suits on to their harnesses and things. So I put the harness on, put the leash on. And I walked them a little bit so they can calm down. They see everything's okay. Then I brought them back into the car. Wow. And that's, the, I mean, it was so, it was a very stressful day. First, my wife leaves me. Then I see a hit and run where this dog gets killed. And, you know, right, it was killed. And then I had the hope the dog would be alive. And then all of a sudden the dog dies. It was just sad. And the whole day 
was sad and I wanted someone to talk to, but you're on the airplane and I called my mom and she didn't answer. Nobody was there. Nobody was there to answer my phone. It was very, very hard. I feel horrible. You just needed a hug. I needed a hug from someone I know because I got, I got hugs at the vet, but I was still trying to keep myself together before I completely break down and lose it. I mean, it was just, it was just sad. And like I said, I pictured this person putting up pictures of their Chewini. You know, have you seen, you know, you know, Frank, Frankie the dog, where's my Chewini, Frankie? And nobody's going to know. Wow, that is the saddest story ever. It was. I felt horrible. I wanted to do something, but I, I, I didn't do enough. I guess I tried. Well, I'm glad we could, uh, you know, bring some uplifting joy to everyone's day today. So good work, Roxanne. Good work. Sorry. Bye. Bye. Bye.